Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Yoda. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, yeah, so today we want to talk about comfort zones and the fact that realistically, big things never come from staying in them. Nope. Um, I have sort of a massive confession to make on this one, but um, I'm going to let one of the other ladies lead in so that my confession doesn't come first. Oh, well, we've all, we all like it. Comfort zone's nice and it? it's cosy, it's it's familiar, it's safe. It's but, like a little nest, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a little nest, isn't it? But if you don't take risks or don't do something that feels uncomfortable, you're never going to change. And if you don't change, how can you grow? But some people might not want to. Some people might not want to. This is true, but it, uh, surely everybody changes <laughs> or, or, or does something different at some point. Yeah, sorry, I was just In, playing devil's advocate no, there. No, no, there, are, there, are, actually, there are people that are that's, that, they're happy with what they've got and yeah. it's very routine-like and eat the same meals on the same days or whatever. Well, that- I find that uh, uh, I can all, an old fashioned, my grandparents used to do that. It'd be Fridays, it'd either be fish and chips or stew or something like that as a routine. But I'm, I'm thinking more as a, I'm thinking more business wise, I think. Yeah. That yeah. if you, if you don't change, you're not growing. In, but I do, I do think from a, a personal relationship point of view, you know, it's why many, many couples who get together younger split up because they grow at different rates yeah you know I remember I'm going back a lot of years now but I met um for coffee a lad I used to go to school with and he was saying to me that he couldn't understand why his wife had divorced him because he still goes to work doing the same job as he did at 16 and he goes to the pub every night after work, like he always has done. And then he goes home for his tea. And then he sits in front of Tally with a few cans. And he couldn't understand why his wife said she'd fallen out of love with him when he was exactly the same person that he'd always been. Be like Groundhog Day, wouldn't it? Yeah. Can you imagine? Bored. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've we've talked in in other episodes about this is my. What, this was my 31st move, I think it was, wasn't it? In the end, we worked out. Um, I, I get itchy feet. I can't sit in the same place for too long. I can't stay in the same... It feels like it's the same routine. I just want something else. I just want to get out there. Um, I put myself out of my comfort zone deliberately. Now, having said that, 20-odd years, as we know, in finance... Maybe I didn't. Every you job. You were out of your comfort zone for all those 20 odd years. <laughs> you well, were in Actually, actually, <laughs> I was, to be fair, yeah. But then when I was there, I think I had three interviews in something like 11 years, and that was it. Everything I did, I fell into or created, and it just appeared by default. I didn't put myself out there. I didn't put myself through interviews deliberately other than for, for three things. Yeah, I was exactly the same. I mean, I worked at a university, as you know, for 16 years and um, I went in on quite a low level. Um, 
there are 10 grades now it was different when I went in but there are 10 grades when I left and I went in at grade three and I left on grade nine yeah um I went for one interview during that time because I was exactly the same as you I didn't want to put myself out there Mm. I didn't and I went for one interview which was a promotion I didn't get it I got the person asked me to fill in for the person who had got it got it and it was a sideways move and the university you have to be doing a higher grade job to be awarded a higher grade within a role obviously if you go for a higher grade as an interview but to get promoted within your role you already have to be working at the higher grade and people said to me why are you moving to a completely different area for the same grade as you're on now I was like, because it's experience and I can do something with it. And I just got promoted and promoted and promoted after that move within the role. Um, so I'm, I was a, I used to be a bit like you. Then I came out of it completely when I took volunteer, voluntary severance and I'd not got a clue what I was going to do with the rest yeah. of my life. I just yeah. wanted to be around for Laura more because she was tiny. Well, she just started primary school. Um but yeah, I've, I, um, I'm still not going to my confession yet. So I was going to say, so, OK, we'll carry on filling in just for a little bit longer then, because Claire's clearly building up to this one. <laughs> um, it's I was just so, thinking. It's going to be such a letdown when I talk about it. <laughs> be like, wow, it's getting that it? massive build up. <laughs> <laughs> so something came up on Facebook the other day that Claire had posted, actually, and it reminded me. Um, we were in network marketing together, weren't we, a good few years oh, yeah. ago? Yeah. Um, Sorry, and I didn't know Claire you meant. I just realised then you were thinking, <laughs> which Claire is she on about? Um, so Claire Taylor and I were together in network marketing many years ago. Well, it feels like many years ago now, doesn't it? Um, and we went to one of our success conferences, success day conferences, and I was in a very, very bad place at that time, um, personally, because of relationships and everything that had been going Not on. Not that any of us knew it at the time. I just want to add that out there. Yeah, you didn't, did you? Okay. Um, and we get the opportunity at these success days to be interviewed um, not on the stage, but um, Jane Leach, who was the number one in network marketing across the world basically at the time wasn't she she was absolutely massive um and she came round to the audience and and you had an opportunity to talk to her and of course I put my hand up and then that was it as soon as everybody else around me saw me put my hand up that was it straight up in the air go on do it do it and that was the point outside my comfort zone where I got so much of a reaction from that audience and I can remember that audience you could have heard a pin drop um, talking to her about the relationship issues that was going through, I just split up with Marcus, and uh, I was just in a state. And like Claire said, nobody knew. And I, and I came across so many people, even going off on comfort breaks and everything, and then going in and out of the building and in and out of the rooms. People were coming up to me and talking to me and saying, "What an inspiration!" Now I went there that day feeling absolutely crap. And I cried all the way home on the train as well. But I think that's a perfect example. And I think, you know, all right, it was network marketing and, and everybody has their own opinion on network marketing. Yeah. But it's a perfect example of how if you want, if you're a business owner and you want people to connect with you, 
you have to put some vulnerability out there. Yeah. You have to be honest. Now, some people, uh, it's really unprofessional to tell people what's happening to you personally. You know, as, as we know, I've recently had a bereavement. I've, I'm dealing with a very big and very complicated estate now. Um, I've had to fire the solicitors who were executors on the will with me because they were just completely incompetent and find a new solicitor. And it's, it's not been the easiest time in the world. And because of all of this, I've not actually sent an email out to my email list since the new year. So anybody who's at the beginning of my email list, if, if you've subscribed more recently, they'll still be getting weekly emails. But those people who subscribed as soon as I set it up have had this massive gap. So I just thought, Do you know what? I've got to be honest. I sent a broadcast message out yeah. to everybody rather than putting it in the series that said, I'm really sorry, this is what's going on. I have no idea when you're going to get your next email. I am still here. I will get back onto it. It's going to take me a little while. And the messages I had from that was unbelievable. Yeah. I think a level of vulnerability, I've got goosebumps now as we're talking about this because, mm. you know, you can be totally professional and show a level of vulnerability. Yeah. And that is the whole, we didn't do it deliberately. We did it because that was how we felt at that time. Yeah. You know, another day I could have, I could have stood up there and spoken to Jane Leach and not mentioned it because, yeah. it, you know, it, it could have been the very next day for all I yeah. know. It might not have hit me quite so much, but... I couldn't help it. It just came out. Yeah. I honestly think if you want people to connect with you, if you are the front face of your business, whatever that business is, if you want people to connect with you, you can not be 100% professional and yeah. hide behind it like you would if you worked for a corporate organisation. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think if, if, you, if you say have a professional side... What, that you might employ in certain environments until you've found your feet or you know the landscape of the place that you're in or what you're doing. I think actually holding back is as bad as wearing a mask or it can appear like you're wearing a mask and you, because it, it's, it's not authentic and it's more forced that you're holding something back and trying to be what you're not naturally are. Mm. Well, this is where people make that mistake about that favourite saying, isn't it? Fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. Because people believe that that means you've got to put on this professional front and pretend you head up this big organisation and you're really successful. And it doesn't. Saying is actually talking about the place you make your decisions from. So make your decisions from the place you want to end up, not the place you are now. But people get that wrong and that's exactly what happens isn't it people put this big mask on and then anybody who can read authenticity in somebody is going to be put off because you're not real you're not genuine all you've got to do is see my face <laughs> one of the not, not <laughs> i don't mean it's like really bad to look at <laughs> i mean i've got no poker face Oh, right. I've got absolutely no poker face. There was one lady at work who, you know, I might go for months and months and months without seeing her. I'd walk in and she'd say, just let me look at your eyes. And she could see it in my eyes. She could see it in my face. And the number of times I would just crumble the minute she said it. 
and you know I'd held myself together for weeks and weeks and weeks and one of my old um, line managers used to say to me I hear nothing from you for months and months and then all of a sudden the world is the worst place and you can't deal with anything and I actually had a conversation with him where he said you've got to learn to take the emotion out of things and that was possibly one of the biggest memories that I have of working in that business mm. and I thought actually you know that proves the point I was out of my comfort zone the entire time yeah yeah I mean you do have to take the emotion out of decisions sometimes you have to respond to them rather than react to them particularly yeah. in business yeah but you have to be honest about where you are as an individual because otherwise you can't move forward yeah but are we off topic here Claire? I don't know. I think we're going right. I think it's the right thing. It's it's some of sometimes I think comfort zone can be very emotional and emotive because we either I think more more of us want to avoid pain than get pleasure kind of thing. And comfort zone. I think we're off topic moving, there. <laughs> no, moving moving out of moving out of a comfort zone. If you've got something that you want to achieve and want to do, for example. You and, I, you and I, Claire, have got these plans to develop our business on a, a more of a digital platform. We have. We both, we both know exactly what we need to do. We do. We've just got to do it. And each of us are putting different barriers and different excuses in as to why we're not getting it done. Or you've had other things to deal with at the minute, so you've got a valid reason why things are delayed a little bit. But me, what what was what's my excuse? Why, why have I not recorded these... 40 something little videos I'm quite comfortable with video I do one every week I'm I'm happy to talk to people on camera I'm happy to do a video I'm happy to publish it put it out there I'm trying to be a little bit more honest and open about what I'm doing and yet how many different hats have I worn this week and as a small business owner do you do the same I've been on zoom a lot this week do you feel zoomed out do you like things like that so I think comfort zones are avoidance of pain like if I do that what are people going to think is it is it going to what's it going to feel like when I get there mm, how much more time have I got to put in have I got to work longer hours what have I got to sacrifice to get to where I want to be that that's what I mean by that see this leads us into my confession oh and you've got to tell us now I'm not waiting well, my, con my confession and I'm not going to go into details because I don't want to um but my confession is as Claire said very early on last year I knew exactly where I wanted the business to go. And I invested a huge amount of money, as Claire has done, in an American coach that could provide us with all the information and the skill and the knowledge and the know-how on how to do it. And what I didn't expect to happen last year, but it's still an excuse, is that the business would explode through lockdown. Had the business continued at the level it was in January and February last year, I could have achieved everything I wanted to achieve. But what happened, as you know, Joe, is clients came out of the woodwork from every which way, every, every single day. I had multiple inquiries for new work and the business just exploded. The done-for-you side of the business just exploded. Um... So I used that as an excuse for quite a long time. And then 
towards the end of last year, I made progress. But then my aunt, godmother as she officially was, but I've always called her auntie, my aunt became very ill in November and was in and out of hospitals and care homes and has since passed away and I'm now dealing with the estate. And so haven't even really thought about it till the last couple of weeks, to be honest. But all of that's an excuse. Because yeah, it's not like you at all. All of that is an excuse. And, and I, you know, now I want to reconfigure the office, things like that. So now the excuse is, well, I'm going to ask for a vinyl wall to be put on the new wall background, a new design. I'll wait till that happens. It's all a bloody excuse. But then the other part of me, the spiritual side of me, goes, it'll happen when the time's right. Okay, so that's a really good point. Yeah, that is a really good point. So how do you know when getting out of your comfort zone is to avoid the discomfort? And how do you know when it's the universe telling you? It's a conflict, isn't it? For those of us that are spiritual or believe in the law of attraction and believe that things will happen at the right time you do have to push yourself you know and I can imagine any business coach listening to this podcast would just be going oh my god what's John <laughs> it's but so true part of me goes this will happen when I am ready that will be the right time and I I'm kind of struggling because it's just so not you but is it an excuse or is that genuine gut instinct that now isn't the right time? I don't know. Oh, no. I, I normally ask the I, answers. I, I, think, I think for you, the excuse part is possibly the vinyl bit and the background and the setting, because that's vanity. The No, that's not vanity at all. Because I have shot videos with this background and I am more than happy to shoot videos with this background. So, so that's, I mean, that's why really isn't that. that's why the, the mural one is an excuse because you yeah. could do it now. Yeah. Where I was going with it is I think that you, the, the estate and the probate thing you deal with, that's not an excuse. That's something you've got to do that's taking up a lot of your headspace. And when that's further along the line or when it's done... If you're still not doing it because of the background, that's the excuse bit. Yeah. That's when you will know, right, all the probates, it's, it's, that's put to bed now. Yeah, can't I've, I've, with it. Right, I'm ready. You will, know, you will know you're not still not ready and there'll be another thing in there as well as if you've not got the vinyl thing done yet, there'll be something I've, else in there. I've possibly explained that wrong because I'm not putting it off for the vinyl wall. No, I, I know you're not. I'm not. I, what I'm, that's, I'm just, you know, a fleeting <clears throat> thought goes, oh, well, you'll have a new background. You could do them all from the new background rather than doing some with this background. And, and that is absolutely an excuse, but it's not linked to the reason why I'm not doing them. I, I, I think that's just me trying to justify to myself. 
yeah, yeah. trying to come up with reasons why I'm not doing them. No, I, I think that you you've, know, gone through, you've gone through the mill, haven't you? From from November, and you're still in it now. You're still it's still taking a lot of your energy and your headspace, and you've also had other things that you're personally dealing with that have drained your energy. You're not firing on all cylinders physically either. Yeah, I'm that's not, not, that's a different podcast. Yeah, but I'm not going to say anything <laughs> else on that one. So you are actually probably dealing with a massive thing in your life that many people won't ever have to do. You probably won't have to do anything on this scale ever again. And you're physically drained as well as now being mentally drained. So you're not, yeah, you're, yeah, not, I'm you're, not, not you're not the normal you. You're coming no, back. And I've, I've seen in the last few weeks, there's, you're coming back. So you're going to be at a point soon when you either will be ready or you'll put your own excuses in. So I think, yeah, I think, or I not. think actually there's, there's a good point to be made and it, it, this is slightly off topic actually, but, you know, I have not, as you said, I have not had a, a brain self spare recently over the last few months. Um, I'm spending up to two days away from the office every week mm. dealing with things plus zoom calls to solicitors etc you know call all sorts of calls and things and it, it has been very very difficult um but i've got to say no matter how much i've said okay today i'm not working on the business it is always eating away at you yeah. business owner yeah. never ever leaves your head and there were times probably early in January when I was talking to you Claire and you'd say oh I'm doing this I'm doing that I'm doing that and I was just like fuck off I didn't say it no in my head I'm going I can't deal with you because you're talking about work and that's making me feel guilty it's it has been a massive challenge and so I've not been out of my comfort zone in one way because I've not put myself in the position. I've just been dealing with what I've got to deal with because, yeah. you know, I agreed to be executor. I agreed to be power of attorney. That was my choice to do that for my aunt. And I, I don't regret that choice for a second because I want to do this for her, no matter what it takes out of me personally. Um, but it has been horrendously difficult quiet in my head about work mm. yeah because that's the entrepreneur and the business owner in you yeah because you feel constantly feel guilty that you're not a, developing the business be doing as much client work as you should be mm. you know what i mean it, yeah. it's, it's a really difficult thing so if anybody is out there going through something personal that's affecting their business and their brain then give yourself a break and try and be kind to yourself because I know how horrendous that is, seriously. I mean, the, the, the kind of impact that it's had, um, the business hasn't lost an awful lot. No. Um, it, it's not gained as much as you wanted, but it hasn't lost a lot. No. We've no. continued to be able to get the client work out there. Um, and almost by default, I've then had to put myself out of my comfort zone as well. And picked up a lot more than I probably would have done, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, I'm obviously grateful for. And I'm learning an awful lot from you as we go through. But it's funny how things turn around, isn't it? Yeah. 
And if there are any budding writers out there that fancy some <laughs> part-time work, go on to the Raspberry Flamingo website because there's a little page. We want somebody else to join the team. We're looking for some baby flamingos, aren't we? So, so basically, yeah. to sort of kind of pull all that background, obviously, to it, we're speaking predominantly business-wise and whether, yeah. like, at the minute, you've got a lot going off personally that is impacting on what you want to do and what you've got the headspace to do and what you, like, kind of like that. It's looking at a situation and trying to, I guess, identify, is there genuinely something that's holding me back from dealing with that or am I putting excuses in and hiding from it? And I think that's the point. If you're dealing with something that you've got to deal with and you're not in the headspace to make that push or that jump then if it's not an excuse ride it out try and finish that off or deal with that and process that and then get ready for it well now am I ready and then am I making an excuse or not and what is it and why is it stopping me so Claire are you making excuses I am yeah hands up I there's why I I now know that on a Monday I can do recordings because my flat's above a, a shop and I've, I've been downstairs now and I've asked the question, what days are you quiet and you're not moving stock around? Mondays, Thursday afternoons, Saturday afternoons. Right, now I know when I can record. So why haven't I done it yet? Well, today is scheduled. I've got two Mondays in March that I can do my recording on. Are you going and to do it? I am trying to... Make on. Oh, no, come on, yeah, we want, I'm, a, I'm we want a, we want a response. Are you going to do it? Yes or no? I've got to do some recording next Monday, yes. Interesting. I've got to do it. Otherwise, I'm not going to hit the targets and the goals and the things that I've set. No more excuses. We're, we're lastminute.com, and I'm, I'm usually very good on lastminute.com, but why do I make life difficult for myself? But, yeah, I need but to... I need I knew to be on Monday the 8th and... Do you, do you genuinely feel like you are making excuses? Or do you genuinely feel like it's not the right time to do it? No, it's excuses. Right, okay. It's definitely excuses. It's, um, have I got the right software? Yes, I have, because I use it every week on the vlogs. I know how to use it. It's dead simple. Right, it's not software. Do I need a stand? Do I need some more kit? No, I don't. I do not need any more kit. I've got more than enough to do to do and make what I need to make. Get rid of that excuse. So then it was, well, I don't know when I can do it. So I finally last week went downstairs and asked the question, when are you quiet? I now know it's Mondays and I have two Mondays a month. Well, three in March, actually, don't I? Because it's a five week month. So I have three Mondays that I can do recording on. I've got to do record on each of the next three Mondays that are available. I am, do you know what? Genuinely, genuinely, I really want you to do this because I know what a difference it's going to make to your business and your life. And I, I totally get, because we, we're both, we've both got the similar plans, even though very different, the, the sort of the development is, is in a similar way and is bloody scary what we're planning. It is really, really frightening. Um, it's just something that two girls from Sheffield would never, ever have imagined that they were going to do in a million years. Well, I'm excited now. That is, that's all it is. It, it, I think it's the, 
a fear of success. Which is I ridiculous. Think I think why, are, why are you scared of it succeeding? That is a ridiculous sentence. You see, that's not mine. I, that, this is where we're probably in opposite places. Because for me, it's been out there. That doesn't bother you. So for me, it's not the success. It's the having to put myself out there to get the success. For you, you're quite happy to be out there, but it's a fear of success. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Well, fear of success is one of the most obscure things. It's yeah. it's unless you've you know it and you've been through it, you would look yeah. at it and say that is the most ridiculous thing ever. Well, I mean, Joe, we've got two plans on your side of Raspberry Flamingo. Yeah. That could transform the business as well. We've not done anything with those either. No. I don't, now, I, admittedly, I don't. Admittedly, you know, this last two, three months, I've been out the game. So that's had an impact. And you've had to pick up more, but we need to do those as well. And I don't think that's um, been out of the comfort zone that stopped me from doing that. Right. I just literally haven't had my head in that space. That's That's not a distinct, I'm not doing this because I'm scared of doing it. So comfort zones, Joe. You're going out of your comfort zone tomorrow. <laughs> you baggage, you. <laughs> I most certainly am. Yes. Don't share anymore. This <laughs> could be really, really, really embarrassing, couldn't it? I'm massively going out of my comfort zone tomorrow. I've been on my own for quite some time, haven't I? Not even, I can't even remember my last first date that I had, last first meeting with a man. Um, I guess it was, well, it was Rob, wasn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would have been the last one. Um, I've, I've kind of, what did you say, Claire? Obviously not that memorable. It, no, he was, lovely, he, he was a lovely guy. And it was just, you know, it was really comfortable with him. Everything, we just, yeah, we just knew each other already and it was friends yeah that was that was what it was um i just yeah i don't i don't know you have a a first in-person meeting tomorrow don't you yes but again it's not it's by default isn't it are we explaining this or are we this isn't set up by me this was actually set up by my mother (laughs) well Which I think we leave this for I another podcast. I think it's actually the, the story to build up behind Joe's experience of out of comfort zone that's coming up tomorrow, as we record, is, is a subject for another podcast later. I do. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So uh, it's, too, it's too entertaining. To, people will be sat here for another hour if, uh, if we go into it today. It's just too entertaining. It's typical me, isn't it? It's never going to take 10 minutes to tell the story. Yeah, anybody who's heard any of the previous pod chats where Jo talks about her personal relationships, you're in for a good one. And Rob actually listens to these. So, darling, it's not because it was not memorable. It was because we were friends and, and they're both looking really shock horror now. <laughs> It was because we were friends and it was comfortable and it always was and that's how it was always going to be. So yeah, yeah. but as a, he, he left a very uncomplimentary 
comment on our about our pod chats. He did, so, yeah. So Rob, you deserve everything she gave you. <laughs> on that note, girls, is it time for a brew? <laughs> Bye. Bye.